welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and my guest today is a wife and a mom of three kids under the age of four. She's formally trained in information technology with an emphasis in security and networking from BYU-Idaho. And she's passionate about how we as parents can educate ourselves and our families about the dangers that lurk on the internet for our kids. She's become an expert in online safety and she's here today to share with us her best tips for just that. She's an information security consultant, CompTIA Security Plus, which she will tell us about later, and Please help me welcome my guest today, Chelsea Brown. Hey, Chelsea, how are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? I'm so good. So before we start, just let me clarify something real quick. It may seem like with my screen-free summer guide and some of the other episodes that I've done that I'm anti-technology, and that's simply not the case. I think technology is amazing, and I want my kids to be really good at working with it. We use it for medical procedures to guide rockets to the moon, and I use it every day in my business. I love that my 11-year-olds can help me make a killer PowerPoint presentation. However, I am hyper aware that without the proper education, supervision, and monitoring, the internet can be a very dangerous place for us and our kids. I think it's super important that we as parents are educated and vigilant, and that's why I'm so excited that Chelsea's here with us today and that she's doing what she's doing in the world. Chelsea, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and how you became interested in technology technology and kids. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I have always been fascinated with technology. It's kind of been a love-hate relationship most of my life. I grew up watching a lot of the internet and stuff being developed and whatnot. And by the time I was 16, my parents were the ones coming to me asking me, how do we do this? And how do we do that? And by that time, I was like, okay, seriously, I'm done. So I've always had an interest in it. I'm a wife and mom of three kids. And I've kind of kept it a secret for, like, if you go and look me up, online you would never know because I just kind of it was my hidden talent because of the nature of what I do as an information security consultant my job is to find what you don't want found and so I work mostly with families in going into their homes and helping them like create really a safe environment that their kids can use technology in but have as limited access to the bad stuff as possible and that's really what I'm passionate about because technology is an amazing thing it's not going away if anything, it's going to be more incorporated into our lives. So it's so important to understand that the tech is not bad. It's neutral. The yeah. person is what makes it good or evil. Yes. And our kids, they don't, you know, they, they're not trying to make it good or evil. It's just kind of happening to them, I think, sometimes. Yes. Actually, the, the most common thing I see with parents is they assume, because when we used to parent back in like the 60s and 70s and 80s and the early 90s and even the early millennial generations, when technology was just starting to really grow, we just assumed we could hand it to them because they weren't going to go seek the bad things. Whereas that's not true. Really, it was the environment our kids grew up in. They they didn't ha I mean, to go and get pornography or to sex somebody or to do drugs or things like that, they had to really go and look for it. Whereas nowadays, it's right at our front doors. It's at their fingertips. It's in the Wi-Fi. It's at the schools. And so now they're finding the bad stuff by accident. And because it's so bad so fast, it just traps them in some cases. And so the whole key was to, with 
allowing them to explore technology is to create a safe environment for them to explore it, just like we had when we were growing up. And so I'm a huge advocate for security and safety over anything else. Yes, I need a Chelsea right here in my home. I'm going to have to fly you out after this. Oh yeah, we can totally do that. I, I love working with families and I can do a lot of my stuff remotely and whatnot. So I've been doing it for a little over eight years and it's so much fun to me. It's moms do Pinterest and Amazon. I'm a tech mom. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the, the truth of the matter is, is that the people running the big companies with the bad stuff are targeting our kids younger and younger and younger. It's crazy, the research out there, it's insane. But give us your why story. How did you become so passionate about all of this? Well, when I was 16, I had a very unique experience where I had a front row seat to how technology, when it is used for evil, can rip apart families from the inside out. And I watched it not just with like my friends from school, but I watched it with some very close family members. And at that point, I looked at my professor because I was doing dual college credits and I said, it's never coming in my house. And he laughed in my face and said, Chelsea, I love you, but computers are the future. And I said, nope. And I went and changed my major and I never looked back. At that point, I found out that you can go into actually computer security school, which is what I thought it was at the time. But when I found out, I said, give me everything. Forget graphic and web design that I had kind of entertained the idea. I went full board security and I've never looked back. I love that. So let's talk about phone slash tech contracts. What's the purpose and what should they include? I actually don't really like phone and tech contracts because of this. A lot of them, at least the ones that I see out there on blogs and the internet and the ones that parents present to me, is it's literally kind of like the traffic laws. You know, they give you this big old list of things that your kid's not allowed to do. And these are kind of, you know, the guidelines where it's like, here's the speed limit, don't speed. Here's this, don't, you know, change lanes without using your signal. And so there's rules that parents have for kids. But the problem that I see as an information security consultant is that parents take the phones away and then they give the phones back and their child never learns how to use it appropriately. So I have something that I teach parents a lot more in depth in classes and stuff about a tech plan of action. And it's three parts. It's a rule, an appropriate consequence, and a redemption plan. So it's a way for them to earn the phone back and only that device. And they have to earn it back through that. And you sit down with your kid and you write the consequences with them and they vary from situation. But a lot of that, when you write that contract, it's, we get really specific. We get specific. So like an example of it is, because I get a lot of questions about the sexting and stuff. And so I tell parents, I'm like, we're going to define it for them. So it's not talking about it. It's not emojis. If you send stuff and we write out everything the parents need to know in that rule. And then we say, okay, the consequence for that is because it's against the law, we may go contact the authorities if you're the one receiving it. If you're the one sending it, we're going to talk to you about, okay, do you want to do, you know, like a rehab kind of program where it's anonymous or do you want to do something else? So we talk about what kind of consequences the parents can have. And then we talk to the parents about how long those consequences should be. And they kind of decide that for themselves. I'm just kind of the guide. But that's what I prefer over a phone contract because the child learns how to use it appropriately and they learn that especially if you present it to them up front and say look this is illegal you can go to jail for this and you can be in a lot of trouble they tend to kind of back off a little bit and they kind of make experiment it but they're going to be so much more open to talk to you and be like mom help like what do i do with this and then you can really talk to your kids about 
running away from it and what to do and how to keep it out and things like that. So they're so much better, I feel like, than just giving them a phone contract and expecting nothing bad to happen. Because the bad stuff is going to happen. Oh my gosh, Chelsea, I love that so much. Like, I can't even tell you how much I love that. And one of the things I talk about in my screen-free summer guide is I don't like kids to be on screens during the summer, but I think it's so important for parents to spend that time even to take each of their kids one-on-one and talk about these hard subjects. So like my 15-year-old who is very involved in tech, he does have a flip phone, not a smartphone yet, but we take that time during the summer when we have some one-on-one time and we start talking about these topics, like what is out there? What are the dangers? So when you do get a smartphone, eventually, maybe right before you leave the house, no, what are the dangers? What are the pitfalls? What are the consequences? Like, what do these things mean for you and whoever else is participating in it? And so I think it's so important to have that open dialogue so that when the kids do come across it, that they quickly know, you know, we've talked about this, we have a plan, there's an exit strategy, you know, all of those things, and they know they can come to their parents because... Their parents are well-educated in all of it. Like, my biggest, you know, I think I feel sad is when these kids are like, well, my parents have no idea what sexting is, so I wouldn't tell them that it's happening, you know. I want to know way more than my kids know, and I want them to know that they can come to me immediately if any of that stuff is happening to them. Yeah, and that's so important because a lot of homes that I get called into, the kids get the technology super early, and they reach what I call the point of no return, which is where the kids know more than the parents about the tech. Once you reach that point, you have no control over them. You have no control over the technology, and so your only option if they're doing inappropriate things is to get rid of everything all the way down to the internet. And that is not realistic for a lot of homes, and so that's a lot of the problems that I work with, and I've got some families that kind of keep me on retainer because they've got like seven or eight kids and they're like you know what we're just gonna keep you in case something goes wrong or when it does because it's not all bad you know sometimes it's really dumb stuff like I've had people call me because their kids downloaded something and it wiped their computers completely clean or different things like that so your kids are gonna make mistakes that aren't really dirty dark secrets they're gonna make mistakes that are just dumb mistakes that I have made all the time. So it's so important. So do you have like sample action plans somewhere that parents can reference? I'm working on them. I don't really have a sample per se because every home is different and what people allow in their homes is so different. So I prefer to cater it to them, but it takes a lot of work. But I am, because it's been such a need, I have started to put together a security class for parents just to teach them these basic safety practices. And it's not super techie. It's not, oh my gosh, she just gave me a whole jargon of tech stuff that I don't understand. I've I've made it so basic for parents where it's just like really the common things that I can teach them. And it's just an hour long and I'm getting ready to start it. I'm trying to figure out how to do it online because I know that's been a huge need, but I'm launching that in Vegas soon and it's going to be amazing. That's awesome. We'll keep in touch with you and make sure that we, you know, let our parents know where we can find that because that is awesome. Okay, so you came up with four practices that would help keep our kids safe online, and I'd love to sh- for you to share those in detail with us. Okay, so the I just I really break it down into four basic areas that parents just kind of need to be aware of. So the first one is having a plan of action, which is really just defining what you're going to allow in your home and what you're not, and really focusing on teaching your kids five years before they're exposed to it what you don't want them to do. That's like so, so, so important. And 
I'm an advocate for breaking it down even to tech zones where this is where it's allowed, this is where it's not allowed and all of that. The second thing is to have a security plan of action, which is opposite of a tech plan of action. It's literally a plan for what do I do when crap happens? And so like you walk through that with your kids and your family so that you know what to do if you've got a virus or if your computer's like behaving really funny or your phone's doing something crazy or you're getting messages and you're really confused at why you're getting yelled at by parents because you know they've hijacked your phone number and somebody else is using it for bad purposes or just anything like that anything that is questionable or that you may or may come across you need to have a plan for it because that's when you kind of start panicking you're like oh my gosh I don't know what to do I don't know who to call so if you have that set up beforehand it makes it so much easier to do that the third thing that I teach parents, which is super important, is layers of security. Gone are the days when you could put a password on the Wi-Fi and it was secure. That was like really early preconception for internet policies. Nowadays, you need to have a minimum of four layers of security. So you have it secured with parental controls and parental monitoring apps and antivirus and anti-malware scanning, even on your phone. 90% of the devices that you actually bring into your home don't come pre-installed with actual security measures. In fact, most of the hacks that they're seeing happen today are because people are getting into things like baby monitors and the portable Bluetooth speakers and your Xbox consoles and your smart TVs because they don't come installed with security at all. So that's why I suggest, you know, get the Wazoo router and if you don't know how to secure it, hire somebody to do that. And you can Google information security consultants. Some of them are pricey. It just depends on their experience. But an IT guy has the same experience. You just ask him questions and say, well, what have you secured? They don't have to necessarily have the degrees. I have a couple friends that they don't have degrees or stuff but they've been doing it for 20 years and so they know the ins and outs of the security parts of it so as long as you can ask your IT guy those questions they're good and the fourth thing that I teach parents is so important but it's to be the safe parent and never trust the technology trust that your child's going to make those mistakes and be prepared for when they do awesome I love that so much so I have a question for you I don't actually have an iPhone but I've been reading about this trend where these kids are they're airdropping like nudes to just any phone in the area. Is there a way to protect your kids from like that type of just random stuff like that? Yes, there is. So in the actual iPhone's parental controls, you can go in and you can, I have a video on my Instagram account that I show parents totally appropriate, but it's marked as explicit because I don't want our lovely little hacker friends to find it. <laughs> But it's marked that way to really just show parents that they can, it talks about how to set up parental controls and then the four most common ways your kid can bypass those parental controls, specifically for the iPhone. And it kind of translates to all iOS devices, so the tablet, the iPad, the Mac. A little bit of the features vary depending on what you have, but for the most part, it's just for the iPhone. And so one of the ways that you can do that is in the parental controls, you can go in and you can turn off like airdropping. And I actually, you need to teach your kids that's the number one way they get viruses mm. for their phones. Yeah. So airdropping and they need to have their Bluetooth disabled as well. Bluetooth is like, we laugh and we call that like the actual primary method for getting viruses when it comes to phones and security world because that is the number one way your kids are going to get viruses on their phones. So if you talk to them about those things and you can have it disabled in your settings, like you go to settings and then it's under, I believe general is where the restriction settings are. And so then you just do that and you can even turn it off on your own personal phone just so that it's there and they don't have that. But I love just kind of getting into the nitty-gritty of security and stuff and really if you talk to your kids and you say 
don't airdrop it. So like use it to, you know, drop, drop it back to your computer or whatnot, and then turn it off. That's really the best way to do it is you turn it on when you use it and then you turn it off when you don't want it. And not just through the actual like dock, but also through that. And these apply to the Android phones as well, not just the actual Apple phones, because I mean, your Chromecast can get compromised. Your actual, like, I know Samsung's got one where you can touch it and it'll share the screens and things like that. That is the quickest way for phones to transmit and receive viruses. Hmm. Awesome. So can you talk a little bit about parental controls and monitoring apps? And then I'll link to some of those in the show notes so parents can find them. Yeah, the the number one thing that I talk about with parents with apps is you want something that number one your kids don't like they can't see it as an app on the phone, so you need to be able to have it like disabled so that it's not visible. Because if kids don't know what you have, they can't hack it as easily. And the second thing is is free is usually vulnerable. Like free is never secure. So I always recommend if parents are going to get a monitoring app, get what you can afford. One of the ones that I prefer is not an app at all. It's a software program. So you physically install it on the device and it's compatible with both Apple and Android, but it's Wazoo enough to where it clones the phone. So you can see every text message your child sends and receives no matter what platform they're using. So if it's in a messaging app, if it's in like Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and you can see all of that. It sends you all of the pictures they take as well. So you can go through it, you can monitor them, you can literally turn it off. Also your cell phone companies actually will have problems, like they can disable that. And a lot of like the parental controls, you can disable the Wi-Fi access and stuff. So, but the one that I like is mSpy. It's kind of all encompassing. And that's just the key for parents is to check the device often. The number one thing when I get to parents is they're like, I didn't know that I was supposed to check the device for this kind of stuff. I didn't know where to look. And that's when I like mSpy is mSpy is pretty user friendly and so it can show you everything that's installed even if they bypass your security settings because I know parents are a big fan of like the Disney Go app or Spiz or different things like that and your child can bypass those settings in five seconds flat without you even realizing it and it's a hack that they can do on any device and there's hundreds of YouTube videos out there on how to do it. That's awesome. I love it. I love knowing the pitfalls because I've always been one of those parents like, oh, well, I trust my kids. But here's the thing. They don't know. They're so, kids are, they're just so learning about themselves and the world and they don't even know the mistakes that they're going to make. But it would be so great as a parent to catch those mistakes when they're so small and they're still in your home and you can still help them because they go out into the world and, you know, there's just not that safety net for them. So I think it's so important for us parents to take this really seriously and, you know, make the time. Parents are like, oh, I'm too busy to be like, you know, checking in on everything my kid's doing on their phone. But I can't tell you, emphasize enough how important that is because they need us. Like they need us to love them that much to make that time to do that. They do. And you know, for the busy parents, that's why I love MSPY. It will notify you if the device is broken, if anything on the device is bypassed, and if it's deleted off the phone. Or, and you can install it on the computer, the tablet, the iPod, all like pretty much any device. So it's designed for corporations, which I recommend to a lot of businesses. So for parents, MSPY is my go-to just because you can really catch a lot of stuff. Okay, I will link to that in the show notes so they can find it. So Chelsea, I thank you so much. This has been amazing. Tell us what you're working on now and then where we can find and follow you and all the wonderful things that you're doing because I know personally I need you so much. <laughs> 
Well, so right now I've been asked, I wrote a course for my friend who teaches parenting classes and she's like, can you just give me some basic security stuff? And after I taught the class for free to some parents to kind of get the reviews, they're like, no, 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 no. We want the the more in-depth stuff. So I have a security class that I'm going to be teaching here in Las Vegas on June 30th in the Summerlin Library. So if you're in Vegas or you want to travel, you can definitely come to that. And then I'm working on putting together a website so that my lovely parent friends can have all of my parenting tips and tricks on like what I do because I I have teenagers that come up to me all the time and they're like, can you get this off my phone so my mom doesn't go crazy or can you show me how to block this? So your kids are so smart. And so that's where I'm working on developing and just kind of going for it. For right now, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at the mom life coach and that's where I'm kind of working on I'm hoping to have the website up soon it just depends on um, my website developer because I hired that out because I don't have the time to develop my website even though I could well we'll keep in touch with you and when that's ready to go I will make sure that I let everyone out there who follows me know where they can find you on the website so thank you so much for your time today i hope you have a wonderful day you too thank you so much for being here it was such an honor to talk with you and if you want me to come back feel free to have me come back and answer any questions you've got because we might totally do that i hope that parents will submit their questions for you and if we get enough questions and things like that that you haven't already answered we'll definitely have you back that's awesome for sure well thank you so much okay Isn't Chelsea amazing? That information is absolute gold. And I tell you what, she talked about a lot of things, but there are so many questions. I'm sure all of you out there with teenagers are thinking and wishing that you could just have a Q&A with her. And we will do that. We'll start that on my Instagram page. And if it just gets to be too much or have you have a question that you just want to submit privately, go ahead and enter that at onthebrightersideoflife at gmail.com and we'll make sure that all of your questions get to Chelsea so that they can be addressed somehow. And I just want to thank Chelsea again so much for what she's doing. Tech is so difficult for me to understand and so beyond anything that my brain can handle. So I'm so glad there's people out there that love it and are passionate like Chelsea and really want to work to keep our kids safe because that's just what life is like now and that's the challenge that they have in front of them so Chelsea thank you so much for being with us I hope we can have you back and we will definitely keep in touch with you and continue to follow you and all that you're doing thank you so much and until next week stay on the brighter side